Welcome to Coffee and Late Fees, a podcast where we talk about student housing. I'm your host, Darlene Christensen, and if there's two things I'm good at, it's making a mean cup of coffee and posting some late fees. Student housing warriors, how we doing? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Late Fees. So I said yesterday during my last episode that I survived another turn and I truly don't know what number this is anymore. I truly lost count after last year's shit show, but I am excited to talk about turn and what I learned about myself, about my strengths and my weaknesses. But before we start talking about the most traumatic time of the year for all of us, I want to take a moment to stop and breathe. Oh, here I go again, making a woosa. <laughs> all right, so. <clears throat> all right, let's start by breathing in. Nice and deep and exhaling out. In through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth. I want you to repeat these words with me. And if you're out in public, (laughs) just mouth them and maybe say them in your head. Okay? I want you to say these exact words with me. So breathe with me. In through your nose, out through your mouth. I am intelligent. I am strong. I am resilient. I am brave. Failures do not define me. Failures will refine me. I am resilient. I am able. I am determined. I will succeed. Breathe in through your nose. Out through your mouth. Yes! Do you feel that? All right. Now, now you may be thinking, uh, okay, I've been on that. I am able. I am determined. I will succeed. And if you do, I applaud you. But I'm going to be honest. During turn, there are always moments when I question what I'm doing in this industry. I question my ability to succeed and ultimately I mainly struggle with imposter syndrome. But the truth is, I am beyond capable. And if I'm not, if I'm not, I am too stubborn to ever quit mid-turn. I will see any and every project through to the finish line because mama didn't raise no quitter. Okay? So let me start by saying, I had it down. On paper, my turn was going to be the best turn ever. Okay? And I've been through some really good turns and I've been through some really bad turns. I've had good leaders and I've had not so much good leaders. And so when it came to this turn, 
I thought I had it down. I smashed everything I learned into the ultimate plan. I'm talking notices were up, flyers were up, text messages were sent, emails in advance, months in advance, itemized lists bold and red on charges if they left behind items or didn't clean. I even suggested cleaning companies via email and on my elevator flyers. I had three days full of donations, meaning three full days leading up to move out where we were accepting all donations, non-perishable foods, clothing, kitchenware, blankets, books, you name it. We were accepting it and I was driving them to the donation stations in our community. And on move out day, I sent out one last text blast, one last email. We started door knocks at 9 a.m. And at 11 a.m., I went on the intercom and gave everyone their last call to return keys and get their belongings out within the hour. Y'all, it was fire. I was like, good morning, residents of Burnham 310. It is now 11 a.m. We have one hour till keys need to be returned and all personal belongings need to be removed from your apartment. I mean, I had it down. My printouts were ready. My trash out carts were stocked. My teams were pumped. We were out of the building by 4.30 p.m. that day. The building entirely walked, all 18 floors. Photos were taken on our facilities app. My turn sheets were completed. I knew exactly what furniture would need to be replaced and what carpets needed to be cleaned and or replaced. We were lit. We were done. All right. My maintenance began the next day, the cleaner soon after. And of course, when sparkle walks began, I had some callbacks because I had high expectations. I was having meetings with my vendors. Furniture day came. I mean, it was a breeze. Then the week before move-in comes and my cleaners went from having 20 cleaners to 12, then 10, then two ultimately telling me that they were not going to complete the last 60 units within my deadline in four days. Oh, and better yet, they weren't going to be able to clean during the weekend because they don't pay overtime, which meant there was no way that they would get done in two days. So I jumped into gear and thankfully I have good relationships with other managers in the market. So I was able to find a cleaning company that'd be able to come and help. The advantage that we had was that our turn was 19 days versus the average 14, 15, maybe 16 days that everyone else has. So the cleaners had no problem coming to us that very weekend as they had just finished with another property. But I had four days to train this new company on my standards. And if you have ever dealt with vendors, you know it takes five to seven days sometimes before a full cleaning company get your expectations. That means every single person on that team understands that you're looking at windowsills, you're taking off pillowcases, as well as behind the washer and dryer. So four days. Callbacks were rough. Sparkle walks were rougher, but we made it. My failure this turn, in a sense, was a success because my goal was to have zero callbacks at move-in. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But if you ask me how my turn went, I'd say it was a good turn. 
My staff never worked nor had to work past 7 p.m. My staff all took a day or two off during turn. My team never felt pressured to lose sleep, lose their sanity, nor were they on edge. My team felt empowered the entire time. And if you ask me how my turn went, I would say I felt at peace knowing that I was staying organized, like beyond organized. And oh my God, was I prioritizing. Special shout out to Brittany Elliott, who is one of my property managers, who I had the best turn with. She's the turn queen. And she taught me everything that I was able to implement this turn. And yet I did have callbacks at move-in day. And yet there were people that were unhappy with the cleaning conditions of their unit. But my failures, they do not define me. They refine me. And next year, when turn comes, I'll continue to take the things that I learned this year and I'll apply those to prove to myself that I am not an imposter. So what about you? Did you also struggle with the job force this turn? Because I think that if there's anything that differed this turn versus last, it was that. See, last year, people were losing their jobs and people needed jobs. This turn, you couldn't pay anyone enough to want to work the lack of folks wanting to work right now is rough and i am tempted to say that it's like that everywhere so how did your vendors differ this year from last and what was your biggest setback during your turn what did you learn about yourself and about your team your strengths and your weaknesses i want to hear from you Did you see the same struggles that I saw? Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did. Let's connect. Hit me up on my website at DarleneChristensen.com. That's D-A-R-L-E-N-E-K-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. Let's chat. I want to know all about your turn. I want to know what worked for you and what didn't work for you. Because... In this world of student housing, there are many times that we feel alone and isolated, but at the end of the day, we're all going through the same thing. What did you do this year, different from last, that you saw helped elevate your team? Let me know. Share the secret. Share the sauce. Help me be better. All right, guys. Before I leave, I just want to remind you all that you, here we go, you are able You are capable, you will succeed, and you are not an imposter. So go on out there and go be the badass that you are. Go lead your team to success and remind them that failures do not define y'all. Failures refine y'all. I hope your coffee is strong, your late fees are posted and paid, and I will see you next week.